you know, we got a couple of trips, big trips planned this summer and uh, Cam and I always make sure we get together and fish together at least, um, you know, once or twice throughout the year. So we got a, an eight day trip coming up in June going into the caribou together. So we're going to hit um, a bunch of lakes there. We'd sit up at a, you know, set up at one base camp at a lake and, um, you know, put the, put the belly boats in the, in the back of the truck and rip to another lake and fish there for the day, come back and, you know, the next day do a different lake. And um, so that's going to be a, a lot of fun. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, take a lot of pictures and, and uh, get a lot of videos and, and stuff through on, on those trips. And yeah, so I, I mean, like, that's kind of what 2022 has in store for us. And I mean, yeah, we have dreams about uh, some bigger and better things yet, but uh, those ones are going to be secret until they come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Sometimes it's good to keep a, a few hidden eggs in the basket, you know. Welcome to Dead Drifter Society, a fly fishing podcast to share information, our adventures, and our opinions. We want to see where everyone is at in life and on the water. We'll ask questions and get answers so we can learn everything there is to learn about fly fishing. And now, here's your host, Andrew Barony. This is the first podcast to Dead Drifters Society. Today, we are going to be interviewing Brandon King from Broken Tippet. Welcome. Hey, Andrew. Super pumped to be here. Can't wait to, uh, to get this going. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Right on. So I kind of just wanted to start back from the beginning. Um, what got you into fishing or fly fishing? Whatever came first? Yeah, um, fly fishing, surprisingly enough, uh, came first for me. Um, I don't think I've ever picked up a, a spin cast rod. I mean, besides like when you're uh, <laughs> when you're, you know, four or five years old at the end of a dock with, a, you know, those like Spider-Man rods that you oh, yeah. grab from like Canadian Tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure with a like a wiener or a you know piece of uh i don't know bread or something that you would chuck off the dock yeah get the little sunfish or whatever on them yeah exactly like that was the that, that was the intro for sure but um yeah fly fishing fly fishing for me started when i was four um my my dad uh gave me my first fly rod when i was seven seven years old and it was uh one of those martin two-piece uh fly rods a nine foot six weight and um you know we had a we did a lot of camping growing up as as kids my my sister and i uh we'd always be going into the the back road uh sorry the back country of the um bc interior and uh you know just fished our way around kamloops princeton Merritt. um you know we were born and raised in vancouver so it was always a nice nice trip to uh to go down a long logging road to a remote lake and um yeah fly fishing has been a huge part of our our family growing up um you know we so we, we'd always have uh you know cousins aunts uncles and with uh trailers or campers or even just tents and we'd have you know family uh fly fishing derbies and and this and that and i got into fly fishing um i mean like i, I really thought it was it was cool when when you know looking through my dad's tackle box and just seeing uh, uh, going through all his flies and you know noticing shrimp patterns and uh, damsel patterns and chronomids and it was just like I was blown away right like I don't know if you got that feeling but you're just like wow this is 
this is something really cool and um yeah just it needed to be a part of my life for sure mm-hmm. yeah for sure no i feel that uh, the first time someone ever they actually gave me um, a fly box with a handful of flies and i looked at them and i was like oh man where do you buy these and he's like i tie them <laughs> and i just like wow that's a thing um and then shortly after i one day went uh salmon fishing and and i had another kind of cool story but yeah, it's, it's amazing how, you know, you start and you just see things and they seem so intense and then you kind of get into it and you realize like it's, you know, it's not impossible to, uh, to replicate those flies and whatnot. Yeah, it just becomes like a total art form, right? Like everything from, you know, from the cast and the, the retrieve and playing with the fish when you, when you got a bite on mm-hmm. um, and then you take it back to the bench too and you're, you're tying flies to you know, enhance that experience on the water. And I mean, I've, I've only got into fly tying uh, within the last, you know, last couple of years here. And uh, uh, I'll tell you that catching the fish on the first, the first fly that you've ever tied is, um, is an experience. And like, I'll, I'll never forget that for sure. Yeah. Do you remember what fly that was? I did. Yeah. It was one of the, um, one of the first flies I ever tied, it was called the Copperhead Road, which I nicknamed um it was one of the first flies that came off my bench that i was that i was proud of yeah and uh, <laughs> it's just like this huge smile comes across your face and you're just like wow like this is it worked right <laughs> it worked i can i can i can catch a fish on a fly that i've tied yeah no it's crazy how like yeah that's so cool <laughs> um <laughs> Well, and what was like, did you, was that your first kind of breakthrough was, uh, was, you know, going through, through those flies and just fishing those, or did you actually have something that like one day it clicked like, Oh, retrieve or this, you know, was there like some kind of game changer moment that happened for you? Yeah. I mean, like when you're, for me anyways, like when you're getting started with fly fishing, it was, um, it's definitely a lot of like trolling and you know learning the lake i feel like that's a huge part of um i mean i'm, I'm a still water fisherman myself uh cam who we'll, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get into later he's uh, my uh business partner slash uh, best friend that co-founded the company with me he's he's the river guy mm-hmm. um so yeah so like trolling around the lake and you know learning learning the lake in a more in, as a in-depth uh perception compared to just you know, as a kid, you don't really know what's going on. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good experience for sure. And, um, it is a huge part of, you know, really understanding the, the basics and getting into the entomology of fly fishing and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was a big one for me was just, uh, realizing that, you know, Hey, food source, you figure out the food source, you can find the animal that you're after. Mm-hmm. um yeah and then is that so it the passion started right from the get-go for you you just like you saw those flies and you just were like oh man there it is yeah I mean like we used to go into fly shops um with my my dad and I and we would go in and purchase flies so like fly fit fly tying sorry was never a big part of um our family's experience with fly fishing like we had fun going into fly shops and you know, selecting flies that, that might be, uh, that might work and talking to the, you know, the folks at the store and, um, finding some proven or trout approved patterns as I like to call them. And, um, 
Yeah, so that was, uh, I, mean, I remember, you know, seeing all the, the feathers and the threads and stuff up on the wall. And uh, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, who gets passionate about this? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, I don't think this is ever going to be a passion of mine, a bunch of feathers on a wall, but it sucks, <laughs> it sucks you in, man, for sure. And, uh, um, you know, now when I walk into a fly shop, that's the first place I go is, is to hang out and check out the feathers on the wall and, and see what's missing from my, uh, my fly tying bench. Oh man. I, yeah, that's a place that, you know, I have to be careful these days when I go in there, uh, for a handful of years, I didn't have, you know, no restraint when I went there. So <laughs> now, now we're finally learning the restraint and like, okay, do I actually need anything? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like you can walk in there looking for like a couple hooks or you know marabou feathers or deer hair and um you know you go in you know you, you go in with one thing in mind and you end up uh spending two three hundred dollars later and you're like what just happened yeah <laughs> right? i just needed hooks and now i have six colors of thread and 14 different packs of what call it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's very easy to go overboard but yeah it's it's funny too because you see like one material and then you're like oh man, this is new. And you, you know, you talk to the guys and they're like, oh yeah, that's some good stuff. And you're like, well, I need that in five different colors. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's fly tying especially has been a, has been a cool journey and, you know, learning about the different types of thread and what they do. And um, I mean, it's, it's endless. I mean, if you, if you're thinking of getting into fly tying, um, you know, to all your listeners out there for it's, it's not to save money. I mean, at the end of the day, buying flies is that's what's going to save you money. It's uh it's a slippery slope, but it's a it's a pretty sweet addiction. Let me tell you. Yeah. And I, I the one thing that I really find good about tying your own flies, I don't know how much it really falls for uh, still water, but definitely for like rivers um, or at least the 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 hooks that I've been finding when I was buying them, um, which I didn't buy a ton, but sometimes friends would give me them or whatever. And I would find that the hook would break really easily or a lot of the material would come off and I, I hadn't even like, you know, had a fish on yet. So that was, uh, that's a big reason why I was like, you know, I need to tie my own and also the weight I fish rivers mostly. So we're, and I love fishing winter. Uh, so we're definitely using like much heavier, you know, Euro nymphing with much heavier tungsten beads than they sell in the store. Um, so that's, a, that was something for me, but when did you uh you said you only started tying flies a handful of years ago yeah and i can i can tell you a story um if you if you want to dive into it yeah yeah i i love tying flies so we can spend the whole whole day here <laughs> um, <laughs> please do so a few years ago uh we have a well i guess i could back up even further we we, we go the guys in our family so you know my dad my cousin my my uncle there's there's about eight of us and we every year we we uh we camp out at a lake uh, for Thanksgiving and one year this was probably yeah three maybe four years ago uh, it started to snow while my cousin and I were in the boat and about two inches of snow accumulated up on the bottom of the boat and he stood up grabbed a beer and the boat flipped um, sorry he, he, <laughs> he stood up and grabbed a beer and he fell into the water um, cause he slipped on the snow and I'm trying to pull him up out of the water. And, you know, the next thing I know, the boat's starting to fill up with water and, 
uh, I had to jump out just because of the, you know, the situation and the boat capsized and all of our gear sank to the bottom. And at that point, everything that was in my fly box was, um, was store-bought as far as flies and, and stuff go. But, uh, I mean, I lost everything, man, like, like rods, reels. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a nightmare, but, um, after that point, I just decided like, okay, now, you know, this is, this is it. And this is the moment and I'm going to get into fly tying and, um, I never looked back. Uh, so it's, um, in a way I'm kind of thankful that, you know, that that happened because, uh, fly tying really, it really takes your fly fishing to the next level, right? Like you really start to understand, okay, well, why am I tying this? Why am I tying a, a chronomid and why am I tying a, you know, a caddis pupa and, and, and what am I trying to replicate here? Then, you know, then you kind of get further into your entomology journey and you figure out, okay, well, I'm tying this for this reason. And, you know, the, the mayfly nymph um, does this in the water and the dragonfly nymph does this in the water during hatching periods. And it, it really elevates your game for sure. Yeah, that was actually, that brings up uh, my question because you're still water guy. So my, my first time um, actually getting into fish on still water with chronomids, it was insane. I, that day I'll never forget, but do you remember your first day with chronomids or like, you know, one of the like first actual, you know, fish in the boat consistently kind of days? Yeah, absolutely, man. It was, um, one of the lakes that we, uh, we frequented as a, as a kid. And, um, I just remember sitting up against, uh, some lily pads after catching a fish and I did the, uh, did the old stomach pump. Uh, or throat sample, as I like to call, and um, squeeze it, squeeze the contents into a vial, and checked it out, and it was all chronomids. So I took out my, you know, at at the time the few chronomids that I had in my fly box, and matched the uh, matched the hatch as, as best as I could, and um, put the put the uh, took the dry line out, and with the strike indicator, and um, uh, put the chronomid on, and you know measured the depth, and uh, it was it was magical, man. Like one after the other, it's, <laughs> you never, you'll never forget that bobber down, bobber down, bobber down. Yeah. It was, just, uh, it was so cool. It is. It's, you know, and it's, it's a unique experience to chronomid fishing. You know, there's not many other scenarios where you can really, you know, like say deep dive into the amount of fish you're catching. Um, yeah, it's such a cool experience. So you, you like to, what what kind of gear are you running generally? Like these days, now that you're kind of dialed in and all that, what are your, yeah. like, what's your favorite setup? If you can, you know, let's actually, let's back it up and let's go favorite setup from like boat. Like what's the boat you're running and, and all that. Yeah. So um, my, my boat right at the moment is a, is a flow tube actually. Okay. Uh, so all of the, uh, the still waters that I, that I fish throughout the year um is all done via via flow tube uh i had like that u-boat the caddis u-boat oh yeah um so it's great i got uh yeah pockets on both sides and i always bring like a, a little anchor with me the, the plan is in the next two years here to, to buy a, a flat bottom boat um but for now you know the, the float tube is uh is doing its thing and all my friends that i fish with they they have float tubes as well so um you know when we go camping it's we're all pretty uh pretty consistent in that way yeah uh, uh rods um rods i have 
I usually stick with like a nine five being kind of like your, you know, your, the go-to rod that kind of captures everyday situations. Uh, mm-hmm. I also have a, a 10 foot four chronomid rod, which is, um, you know, that extra foot. It doesn't seem like a lot when you, you know, when you have them side by side, but when you're, when you're casting out there, that extra little reach is, uh, is great. And that <laughs> catching a fish on a four weight is, is, is pretty spectacular as well. Yeah. And uh, so the, the fish you're fishing for, what's kind of the average size you're getting around You're you're out in Vancouver area. Um, is there a lot of lakes there that you're catching decent fish at or. Yeah. So I live in North Vancouver. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend and I have a, have a townhouse here and um, we, I mean, I, I don't really fish at the local lakes in Vancouver. Um, when I go fishing, I, I tend to, I don't know. I, I enjoy the the journey, right? Like I, I like the road trip. So we always go into the BC interior. So um, like, yeah, Merritt, Princeton, Kamloops. And, um, you know, I enjoy the the long drive on the logging road into the lake. And, uh, you know, you got a couple, you got a buddy with you and you have the tunes going and um, pull into the campsite and you get the, you know, the beers flowing. And it's uh, that that's a pretty cool time. Yeah. It's the whole vibe. It's like, I always kind of thought, you know, we're like on our way to war almost, you know, like everyone's in the same mindset, everyone's getting focused. You're listening to a podcast and they're telling you to, you know, do something specific and you're like, holy shit, I'm trying that today. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, exactly. I mean, uh, it's flat fishing. It's, it's a good escape, right. From, uh, from the world. I mean, we live in the, the concrete jungle here and, um, you're surrounded by people all the time and cars and traffic lights and uh just to to escape that and you know take a breath and you know enjoy some some nature and hear the hear the loons and that peace and quiet and the fire crackling it's i mean that's what it's to me anyways that's that's what it's all about it's uh that's a big part yeah it's it's a vibe i yeah i can fully agree on that so do you have like a favorite fly that you actually like to tie like something that you're, you know, maybe not even your go-to, but just like a specific pattern or, you know, a certain style that you just kind of obsess about? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Cause like you have, when I, when I go out on the water, you got it, you take a few fly boxes with you, but I got enough flies to fill, you know, <laughs> it seems like thousands of fly boxes and you can never get enough. It's a, it's a cool hobby to have, but um yeah, for still waters, like a lot of leeches for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, chronomids. So chronomids are fun because you can you can tie them in a variety of, of different colors. And, um, you know, if you take a look at two chronomids with the same body color, uh, as, as soon as you, you stick a, a different colored rib on there, it just becomes a completely different fly. And, um, you know, besides that, we got uh, damsel. Uh, damsel patterns, dragonfly nymphs, um, caddis pupa, bloodworms, and then you start getting into your, uh, uh, you know, like water boatmen, scuds. Um, you know, a lot of these have uh, dry flies that go along with them, mayflies, mayfly nymphs, mayfly dries, uh, caddisfly dries, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. And I know that you obviously tie quite a bit for uh for rivers and well and there's definitely some some overlap there too right yeah well and for me 
like I got into near your own nymphing um, pretty recently last couple of years, but um, what I've kind of come to realize it's, it's a lot of chronomids with an extra collar and some, um, you know, super soft has some CDC hackle kind of off the back. So they're, it's a very similar, um, you know, they're very similar, just slight variations, which is cool. So when I kind of realized that and started just tying, you know, chronomids with huge, like 5.5 mil beads, um, started seeing some fish with those. So it was kind of cool. I was like, man, like, you know, like you said, you, you learn the food source and, and you can start finding those fish, like, uh, just so much easier. I rem I took a, I actually took a course from, um, Phil Rowley and, uh, Jordan Ulrich and, um, that's when the game kind of changed for me because they just went over it. So I didn't have to do the whole guessing game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was pretty much like black or white, you know, I was one month fishing and then next month I was like in the game kind of thing. And of course that year was just really good fishing. The next year was nothing like it. So <laughs> that's, that's the way she goes, I guess. Was that the uh, fly fishing university um, program that they had? Yeah, that was that. I, I thought it was excellent. You know, I, I really took in a lot of the information and implemented it uh, pretty much fully and, you know, go, went, went out and got, uh, got a, got a rod reel with uh, two extra spools filled both those, all three spools up with, uh, you know, a, a floating, um intermediate and then a sinking line and yeah it was just i was in the game no matter what i was doing so that was really cool yeah there's a lot of cool courses out there i uh i missed that one but um you know they, they always have a lot of cool things going on on facebook and um yeah those guys are uh, very knowledgeable and you know anytime you can if you have the opportunity to uh, to listen to them talk, you know, sit, sit yourself down and, and make sure that you listen for sure. Yeah, no, it's really cool. So for me, I know I won't tell you what it is yet, but I know what my favorite style on the lake, like if let's say we're doing chronomid fishing mm -hmm. and you could do any, you know, naked or dry line um, with indicator sinking line, like what would be if the fish are doing what you want them to do, what would be, how would you do it? You know? Like what would be my go-to style of fishing? Yeah, lake? like would you want to be using your sinking line or dry fly? Like what what would it be if you could yeah, just sit I mean, there with a rod in hand? How would it be? I mean, for uh, it's it's that's a good question, Andrew. It's uh, yeah. I mean, there's there, you have so many good days on on different styles that it, it's kind of hard to uh, to pick one. I mean, like there's you know there's nothing I I quite enjoy putting a full sink on and uh and trolling around the lake and you know cruising around the shoals and um the drop you know the drop off points and, and seeing what kind of fish activity is out there seeing if you see any shucks on the water um and at the same time like i'm, I'm equally just as happy to uh to anchor down somewhere and <laughs> and set and you know stare at the same the same trees for for hours so um yeah I, I don't know man but that's a that's a good one it, it, to me that would probably be a 50 50 split it's it's either uh no yeah like a 50 50 split i guess like it's got to be 
I, I, I find enjoyment in both. And I think, um, you know, even sitting there with, a, you know, anchored down, you could be chronomid fishing, you could put a balanced leech on underneath an indicator or, you know, a scud pattern under, under a, an indicator and, you know, have just as much fun just sitting there and, you know, cracking a couple beers and um, maybe you got a buddy posted up next to you and, you know, you're just a double header or you know, yeah. back and having a couple laughs, right? Yeah, those are always good when you're with your buddy. I started on the tube as well, and um, my buddy would actually uh, pull me out with his his gas-powered little inflatable and pull me out to the middle, and and then he'd leave me, and I'd have to paddle around where I wanted to go. But <laughs> for me, it was uh, it was those uh, those sinking line. The first time I ever put a sinking line on with a chronomid. Um, I remember I I like pulled up to this guy, just was watching him. He's just catching fish after fish. And I like, Hey man, you know, what's up. And so eventually we, I got closer. He, he invited me in closer and, uh, he started just, you know, explaining what he was doing and, and different things. So I told him what kind of gear I had. And this was before that, uh, the university, um, course that I took or not university course, but fly fishing university yeah, course yeah. I took. And um, yeah, he was like, well, you, you got a sinking line. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, here, put this, put this fly on. And so I put the chronomid on and, and he's like, just drop it out with your, uh, your vice grip or not vice grips. No, yeah. Forceps and let it hit the bottom, you know, explain, pull it in about a foot and then, you know, wait. <laughs> and so I did that and I'm sitting there and I'm like talking to him. I'm like, so you really think this will, and my rod, like <laughs> I just shot out, grabbed the rod by like the butt, like just barely reaching over and grabbing it. And I just had, you know, it was like maybe an 18 inch fish, but oh my God, the, the amount of power it just started with, it didn't even like, you know, so from that day on, it was always, you know, if, if, if I, if the fish are biting, I'd just throw on a sink line and wait for it, you know? Yeah. The, the dangling method. It's, the uh, dangling, man. <laughs> so good. <yeah>. So good. <laughs> yeah. No, that one's, uh, it's all, and, and finding the depth is fun, right? I mean, like playing around and, you know, it, it definitely helps to, to know the lake in that sense. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as, um, you know, what's on the bottom, are we talking, is it a mud bottom? Is there some weeds there that you kind of have to be mindful of? And, um, but that's all part of it. Like same with, uh, you know, drive or having the dry line on with, uh, with an indicator and adjusting that, um, adjusting the, the indicator itself, but, you know, but also the flies as, as well until you kind of get into that zone. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing how even just, you know, two feet or, or less could, it could be really the, the game changer. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. I would almost say, you know, I, they're both complex in their own ways, but I'd almost say rivers or um, lakes could be, uh, could almost be, you know, could seem quite complex or, or hard to figure out. Whereas a river, it's either you go up or down and you probably pass the fish anyways. Um, is that, so like, if you're not catching fish, do you have kind of a strategy that you go for? Or you just decide to relax and, and, and just enjoy the scenery? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> a bit of both, for sure. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, uh, uh, the scenery is a, is a good reason of why everyone's out there, for sure. But um, yeah, strategy when there's when the fish aren't biting. Um, you know, I, I know everyone has like the the couple go to flies in your fly box, and um, it, to me, it's kind of like you're you're 
you know, I always like to think of it as you're putting together a puzzle and, you know, you're seeing what's, you know, what's on the water. Are you, is there, you know, is there evidence of a, of a hatch going on that you're missing? Is there, you know, if you're, if you're on the shoal, is there, are you seeing different bug activity? Are you seeing birds, um, you know, eating something on the surface of the water that might indicate a hatch? Uh, um, so there's lots of little pieces of the puzzle that you can kind of put together and, you know, the, the more pieces that you have, I find that the more uh, effective you're going to be on the water. And, you know, that even goes with after catching that first fish and, you know, taking that throat sample and, oh, hey, look at the fish are on, um, you know, uh, water bowmen. Well, let's, let's change our tactic and let's change our strategy and, and see if we can uh, um, catch some more fish. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I find it's, um, it's one of those things that, you know, every time you learn this new style or this new bug or whatever, and, and you learn how to properly fish it, so like sometimes I'll, I'll try for, you know, so many times with this new style, not knowing, you know, if it'll ever work. And then I'll put it, I'll put it in the back room or in the back of my head. And then one day I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, oh man, I wonder if this would finally work. And, you know, all of a sudden it does or it doesn't, but once in a while you're lucky and it, the new system works out and, and does a good payout. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever find yourself when you're on the water and you're, you know, you're questioning yourself and you know, why don't I try this or why don't I try this? Just do it, you know, just have, have that experience. And, you know, every time that you might be uh, not intimidated, but um, I don't know, cautious, like, you, you know, you're kind of over overthinking it, or maybe you're, you're not, you know, you haven't tried that in a while and, um you know just just get out and do it and you know you'll learn from it and who knows maybe you will uh maybe that'll be the ticket to to get into some fish that day for sure yeah do you do you find yourself using like um you know like uh boobies and and blobs and all that or are you sticking mostly to just um natural uh patterns yeah um i haven't experienced or um played around with boobies for you know too much um the fly pattern of course <laughs> um the blobs though for sure uh they're a lot of fun with uh, i find that that fish hit them really hard um so it's you know it's it's important to uh, um uh to make sure that the you know you're always fishing with barless hooks and because uh, they they'll swallow blobs blobs quickly and um yeah, you don't want to do damage internally to the fish, and you want to make sure that you, you're you're uh, you're setting that hook in the, you know, the lip. Yeah, um, I know what you mean, though. Like they that. they do hit, and that's because it's under an indicator, so it's just sitting there. Yeah, um, yeah. with no movement. So I I do know what you mean. Like they they hit hard, um, once in a while, and yeah, hopefully you don't have it go on. I found that making the the hook a little bit bigger for my blobs um, versus using the smallest hook possible. Mm. kind of helped with that but i you know at least it's not as bad as using worms right yeah yeah no i mean um when you when you take this the the throat sample there and you got daphne in the vial i mean it's part of it's a little bit frustrating because, <laughs> yeah. you know they don't really you don't really 100 know what they're uh well you know what they're eating but it's not really with the signs that you want to see and i mean you can throw the blob on which is you know supposed to imitate the the zooplankton but um yeah, it's, it's fun, right? But it's, uh, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a different style of fishing, like you mentioned, like it's, it's not your typical uh, hatching 
insect. It's, uh, you know, the fish kind of get in, um, you know, they, they go after kind of like their, their predatory, uh, um, instincts kick in. Right. Yeah. I found, uh, I made this little variation. I called it the damsel booby. Um, okay. but it was just like a, you know, damsel fly. So, you know, yeah, damsel fly. And then it had, uh, some foam eyes and I had that in my box for maybe, you know, a few months after I took that course. And of course, um, the, the chronomid hatch was kind of ended at that point. You could still randomly get them on chronomids, but not really. And I couldn't figure out anything that was working. Like leeches weren't really working. And so finally I was like, Oh man, I'm just going to try my sinking line and, and, you know, throw different shit out and, and let it sink and see what happens. Yeah. And I put out the damsel booby and I cast it out and it was sinking and I was going to let it sink straight down. And I just thought to myself for a second, I was like, Oh, I guess this is kind of like a, it's floating right now under the sinking line. So like, maybe I'll just do a retrieve. And every time I, I figured out that if I counted to 30 seconds, and did my retrieve, I would just like every, every cast, there it was, there it was, there it was. So yeah, it was cool. And then uh, <laughs> that fly was looking rough by the end of it. Very yeah, rough. I mean, uh, it's funny eh, how uh, after you catch a fish, like say you're, you know, say you're five, 10 fish on, a, on one fly that you've caught and, you know, you can't even tell what that thing looks like anymore. <laughs> it's still catching fish. Like, it, it kind of it, it's it's funny because you know you take a look at Instagram and 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 don't get me wrong you know the the flies that are being tied there are just beautiful and you know just the, the amount of energy and time that goes into tying these things I, I can only you know I can't even imagine but um, you know the, the amount of times we've caught fish on on flies that don't even look like flies anymore it's uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it definitely begs the question, you know, who's more picky? Is it us or the fish? Um, it's us for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, you know, over the years, I've kind of come to realize that if you can figure out the depth and and the retrieve and you got a hook on there, you might just, you know, you, you'll probably get into them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, Broken Tippet. Yeah, absolutely. So you and your buddy Cam, he's he's out in Alberta. Um, you said you lived out there as well, or? Yeah. So after uh, after university, I moved to uh, Calgary and, and uh, ended up living um, it, it, with my cousin out there. And uh, my cousin moved back to Vancouver and <laughs> left me out there. And I moved into Cam, who was or moved in in with Cam, uh, who uh, had a house with. Uh, three other guys at the time so I was the fourth in there and um great bunch of guys you know we all we all got along um really well but Cam and I were the uh, uh were the big fly fisher men of the group and uh we'd always escape out um you know after work and weekends and and hit the rivers out there and that's when I did more river fishing than anything and um I had a hell of a time it was it was a lot of fun and we we covered a lot of ground and um i moved back to vancouver it was uh 2014 um or 2014 and um bought the uh, bought the float tube and just became a, a still water fanatic from that point and um uh, or again really and uh 
yeah so we you know we we kind of we're, we're talking one day and we're just like kind of bouncing the ideas back and forth thinking like you know it'd be cool to have a platform where we can you know share some of the stories and things that we've done and yeah pass on some of the knowledge that we've picked up over the years and um you know put that out to the public and that's when we came up with uh, well let's let's launch a company and it, it started off as uh as an instagram page um broken tippet it took us a while to <clears throat> excuse me come up with the uh, with the name um you know we had a list of about 200 uh name ideas written down and um he actually he was actually the one that came up with the name and i i vetoed it at the at the, kind of at the start and um we just came back to it and uh it, it seemed to work and we both uh, we both signed off on it and it's a lot of work starting up a company for sure um I mean, besides like the Instagram and the YouTube, but actually, you know, uh, creating a, a business, I mean, with the, um, but, you know, with the government and the CRA and, and registering everything. And um, yeah, it's, uh, but it's, you know what, it's been, an, it's been an awesome journey and um, we're getting into a lot more things and we have, uh, you know, the blog is going to be a, a huge portion of this. Uh, moving forward, you know, we're, we're going to be constantly coming up with uh, uh, new written things to talk about and, and videos. And, you know, we have the apparel line there with uh, uh, T-shirts and, and hoodies and long sleeves. And, you know, we're going to be adding to that and adding to the shop. And, um, yeah, and even beyond that, like we got some some big dreams with uh, a lot of other things. So, yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to it. It's been it's been a hell of a ride. Um, I mean, we've only launched, uh, or we sorry, we only started in April of uh, 2001, and uh, two, or sorry, 2021. And um, I mean, it's it's escalated quite quickly here. So yeah, yeah, no, it's been fun. Yeah, it's it's inspiring because um, you know I definitely have a few more questions, but it's it's inspiring to just hear you know how it just it and it all starts from an idea, right? Everything everything built on earth has started just from an idea but it's still so cool to just hear it actually and then and then be able to watch it like you know when we first started talking to where you're at now has even grown and it's it's amazing um yeah, yeah so what w something that i'm curious about is uh you know you said that you and you and your buddy cam just kind of started spitballing ideas and wanting a platform um is the business that you have now similar to what you were thinking of or is it you know has it changed or or completely different than what uh what you expected or thought you were going to kind of go for yeah good question i mean things always change kind of as you progress um i would say that we this is kind of like we you know we when we first sat down we kind of wanted to put things in writing as you know as far as what we wanted and um I would say we're, we're kind of hitting the nail on the head for sure. I think it grew a lot faster than we thought um, for sure. Like there's no, there's no question about that, which is, which is great. And I mean, you know, we have a, an awesome following and an awesome group, group of uh, supporters that, um, you know, listen to what we have to say and, you know, share information with them. And um, the fly fishing community itself has been, you know, it's been absolutely, it, wonderful to talk to and it's it's small right like you always you always see the same names kind of popping up and um like you and i for example we would never have met if it wasn't for this fly fishing community so um yeah you, there's a lot of new faces and 
uh, you know, we try to interact with uh, with as many people as possible. And, um, you know, we always read every uh, message in our inbox and reply to every single one and same with comments on, on posts and, um, you know, listen to what, uh, you know, what people want to say and, and what people want to hear too. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you both doing all the admin stuff and like replying to emails and all that, or is it mostly you or, or like what, how do you uh, divvy up the kind of workload, let's say? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we, we try to split things as much as possible. Uh, I mean, it, it, you get busy throughout the day and um, yeah, no, I, I would say it's probably a 50 50 split i mean like cam and i calgary to vancouver is about a thousand kilometers apart and you know we talk to each other on on the daily um texting phone calls and you know we're kind of we're always talking about who's who's messaging us and who we're messaging and um so the instagram thing yeah we split the youtube things we kind of you know i'll film something and uh, be like hey what do you think about this and you're like yeah yeah that's awesome you know post it and you know vice versa with him and um yeah so it it's a lot it's a good team like we, we him and i get along really well and um if there's something that we you know that we i'll propose to him and he'll say no no no, i don't like this or um you know it's uh we're, we're good at back and forth and, and whatnot so so you guys are in contact basically every day all the time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i it's, you know it's important right yeah it is and i a few of my fishing buddies i we're not you know i'm doing my own thing and they're doing all their own thing but you still can find time to talk about fishing and things around fishing like you said you know it's amazing how much this community really brings us together and and um you know in general is just such a positive movement um something that definitely i i'm drawn to for that so yeah that's really cool so uh, any tips for someone like me you know i just kind of started my things i'm starting to do some posts and stuff you already gave me one reels that that was a good one um, yeah yeah reels has been um i mean anytime that you can kind of play into what instagram is asking you to do is uh is huge and <clears throat> when we excuse me when we when we started putting the uh the reels forward um and i mean like it's just kind of fun things like you know fish releases and um you know you try to put in a couple uh tidbits of, of knowledge in there from time to time but uh for the most part you're just kind of having fun and it gets spit out to, to such a, a wide audience um so you know it would i mean like with our with the reels like we started with uh you know you can kind of see the view counts and they just kind of <laughs> they they escalated so quickly and you know we were kind of blown away at uh at some of them but you know that really helped for sure um but just you know just be yourself and be genuine and you know talk to people and um yeah comment on people's uh, posts and um just start building relationships and you know we joined uh, a couple giveaways at the beginning of our uh, social media um presence and that was a huge help and you know we're still friends with those those guys that helped us from day one yeah and, and uh yeah so nothing nothing but good things to say for sure that's super cool man yeah i'm very excited that we uh we got in contact because you know even when i finally worked up the uh the guts to to ask you if you wanted to do this interview um you know to me you're such like a big entity <laughs> and probably to yourself everyone else is looking like such a big entity but it's you know it's just the stage 
um, where we're at and all that. So that's really cool. So yeah. you, you said you had, oh, sorry. I was going to say that in my mind, I, I still feel that we're quite small and we still have a long way to go. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's always point of view, right? No matter where you're at, there's always someone above or, or under, but yeah, it's, it's, a, did you find um, like when you guys decide you're, you're going for this balls to the walls kind of thing, were you guys like nervous? Did you just like have the confidence right off the bat? You're like this, this is going to work no problem. Or like, what did that kind of look like? Yeah. Nerves definitely played a big, big portion of that for sure. I mean, there's everything that we've done so far has been, uh, has been brand new to us, right? Like, um, you know, we're, we're fishermen. This is, uh, you know, I wish that it was a hundred percent my, uh, my day job, but it's not. So you gotta, you gotta find the time and, um, yeah, I mean, everything that we've done, like I said, has been, has been new. So writing blogs and, and doing video, like fly tying videos, I, I, <laughs> The first time I did a fly tying video, I think it was like the hundredth take, and uh, I was like, "Okay, fine, I'm I'm comfortable enough to put this one on on YouTube." <laughs> you know, it, uh, um, it takes a while, but you just gotta you gotta sit through it. And I mean, our fly tying videos aren't, uh, you know, they're you know they're nothing special compared to some of the the greats out there for sure. But hey, we're learning. You know, we're learning every day, and I think that's that's kind of part of the fun and um you know we're having fun putting stuff out there and i hope that people uh you know like watching our stuff and um i mean the same thing goes with you right if, as long as you're having fun um mm -hmm. you just continue to do what you love and what you're passionate about which uh you know we got the same common denominator there which is which is fly fishing which we you know we all love yeah it's uh yeah i really like that Oh, I can, you know, think it's, it's amazing because yeah, no matter how long you've been doing it, even someone that just got into fly fishing could still talk about it for, you know, the whole time. And, and I think everyone kind of has some form of dream about like, you know, let's say quitting their day job and just, and going for it. Um, so, you know, any stepping stone towards that direction, even if it were to never go the exact way you think is, uh, is super cool. So you did mention that you had some pretty cool uh, plans for the future. Do you want to elaborate or are those secrets? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question, Andrew. Um, yeah, I mean, the immediate future, what we're going to do here, um, I mean, we're, 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 in, uh, we're in January of 2022. So um, we're going we're to try to launch um, some custom fly boxes with our logo on them. And Cam and I would like to get into uh, tying some boxes, some fly boxes and flies to sell online uh, on the site. So, um, you know, I would have like a, um, a Stillwater signature series and Cam would have his ri river um, signature series. So I think that's something that we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, and everything that any kind of money and profit that we bring in, we're, um, you know, we're not taking a, a paycheck home this is uh everything goes back into the company whether that's advertising or um you know doing the next thing like hats um that sort of thing and um so we'll just kind of see what you know what happens and you know we've got a couple of trips big trips planned this summer and uh cam and i always make sure we get together and fish together at least um you know once or twice throughout the year so we got a an eight-day trip coming up in june going into the caribou together so we're going to hit um 
a bunch of lakes there. We'd set up at a, you know, set up at one base camp at a lake and, um, you know, put the, put the belly boats in the, in the back of the truck and rip to another lake and fish there for the day, come back and, you know, the next day do a different lake. And, um, so that's going to be a, a lot of fun and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, take a lot of pictures and, and, uh, get a lot of videos and, and stuff through on, on those trips. And yeah, so I, I mean, like, that's kind of what 2022 has in store for us. And I mean, yeah, we have dreams about uh, some bigger and better things yet, but uh, those ones are going to be secret until they come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Sometimes it's good to keep a, a few hidden eggs in the basket, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's cool, man. So, and, and the blogs, that's something that I like look at and I'm like, oh man, you know, if I had to write a blog right now, you know, I'd, I need someone to proofread it and this whole thing, but did you just, do you just wing it or like, what, how do you even come up with the idea? Does that just like, you're just like, you know? Yeah. I mean, blogs for us, we wanted to start them, um, kind of with like a few, uh, I don't know what you call it, kind of like subtitles in mind. I mean, um, so like we have stories, um, trips, uh, best practices, and like tips for different different uh, fishing styles. So, you know, we kind of have these like main pillars of, uh, of subjects, and then we're just going to start, you know, feeding um, different blog posts into them. So, uh, for example, like uh, our favorite flies, like um, the you know the chronomid blog post and stuff that we have there. It's you know you can figure out um, you know what is a chronomid, how to fish them, what they imitate. Um, you know fly tying or fly yeah fly tying video on on how to tie them and so yeah a lot, a lot goes into it. It's like I said before, we're not writers by by any means, but um, it's it's been a it's been very cool and we're just yeah we're going to continue to to continue to pump those out and and um we got a lot of great responses on them so far and, and people seem to like them so i think that that's uh that's all you can really ask for yeah man i've uh i've given a few of them a read and uh i definitely thought they were good i would have thought you're more of a writer than you say you think you are so you know it's always <laughs> we always criticize ourselves same with the the you know the videos like i've posted some things on youtube and whatnot and I'll like post and I'll be like, man, that's amazing. And then I'll look at it the next day and I'll be like, oh, did I actually post that? Crazy. <laughs> but, so what, what's your, if you don't mind, what's your, um, what's the kind of the dream and the, the, uh, the path that you want to take with uh, dead, uh, dead drifter society? Well, see, and this is the cool thing because it's still like, obviously just being formulated, but um, you know, my kind of goal with it is, is a society I want to, you know, and that's something I was going to talk to you about is not just, you know, where they can find you, but I also want to kind of have, um, you know, some links to some people on, on my Instagram and whatnot, and, and really be making a society of all these different, uh, you know, different companies and different people and just like everyone and just bring them together. And, and really it's a community. Like I, I, always love being part of a community as you know most people do so yeah. that's kind of my dream is to definitely have like a large um push towards bringing people together and and you know i got a buddy who makes custom nets um i want to have him there there's a guy on the island that uh, ties flies and sells them so i kind of want to have him on there there's you that has you know some crazy 
um, crazy, beautiful blogs. I like them. Um, so, you know, I kind of want to be attempting to house, especially the people that kind of supported me at the beginning. I want to kind of house all of us together and, and just build up. But um, currently I'm working on, on a fly tying course. So I did the, I did a free one that's already on my Instagram. Um, and that's really just like taking a beginner, someone that, you know, might not even have the tools or anything. And, and they could watch that. And over the course of a week, they would have, you know, everything from starting your, your, or putting your hook into the vice, starting your thread, catching different materials, different ways of um, catching those materials, different ways of, you know, um, how to apply dubbing, just thinking off the top of my mind. Oh, I'm definitely dubbing loop because that's like one of my favorite things to do uh, while tying flies. I do a lot of streamers and such. So dubbing loop is a huge thing. So over the course of a week, uh, someone could just, you know, learn all that and that's all free. So my goal with that was just, you know, like you said, when you first start tying flies, it can kind of be, you know, there's so many materials, so many things and any form of, uh, help would have been nice when I first started and probably would have saved me a lot of money. So kind of wanted to just give back and, and I love teaching. So that's kind of where I saw, but I do have like kind of a, a level up course. It's not going to be very expensive or anything, but it's going to be kind of more of a deep dive onto uh, like how to construct a fly. Um, you know, why we use certain things and, and yeah, I don't want to go into too, too much detail, but yeah, there's some cool things happening right now. Um, you know, four months ago, if you would have told me I was going to be interviewing someone on on my first episode of a podcast, I probably would have thought you were crazy. Um, but, You're not crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, look look at us now. <laughs> you know, look at us now. We're, sure. we're here, we're alive. And um, yeah, there's just so much cool stuff. So that being said, uh, where, where can people find you? Broken Tippet, that's uh, Instagram and Facebook or? Yeah, um, so Instagram, we're, we're at Broken Tippet. Uh, we have our website, brokentippet.com. And on the website, you have links to our, uh, our Facebook, our YouTube channel. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for, for now. So uh, I do like what you said there. Like it's, I mean, when I first started fly fishing, the, uh, the amount of you know, the amount of, um, knowledge and stuff, it's, you know, you had to read it in a, in a book or, you know, get it passed down through generations in, in my experience. Um, but now, you know, there's so much information available online and it's, um, it's amazing. Like, you know, it's, uh, people are willing to share. And I think as long as you put, um, excuse me, as long as you put the work in and, and people see that you're doing that, it's, uh, it, it can definitely be uh, quite uh, rewarding. Yeah, you said something on the um, the other podcast, uh, Fly Fishing 97 podcast, you said something there that kind of stuck with me. I just want to kind of go into my brain for a second. Um, well, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you just talked about like how there's so much out there already, but you kind of just got to stay in your own lane. And, and yeah, just like you said, you know, pump out the the most, you know, self-inspiring and like you put your energy and your love into it and and people respond to that so it's uh you know that's kind of a cool thing to actually you know yeah put your passion into something and then see like the amount of people that respond in in a positive way so yeah that's amazing man i'm congratulations for one 
Oh yeah, no, we're uh, we're not there yet, but I do I do appreciate it for sure. And and hey, if it's okay with you, Andrew, I'd like to um, you know for your listeners out there uh, offer a uh, a discount code for uh, for our fly shop or not fly shop, but our, our shop online for uh, you know apparel and accessories. If that's uh, if that's okay with you. Oh, please do. Yes, I'll uh, I'll definitely yeah. Yeah, so if any uh, anyone out there wants to type in Dead Drifters Society, all one word, as a, as a coupon, you'll get uh, 15% off to our, um, our apparel shop and our accessory shop uh, online. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm super excited for those boxes to come out. I definitely would be uh, interested in taking a look at them. And like I said, I would like to be able to, you know, kind of direct people um, you know, let's say someone's found your page or my page, I'd like it to be like, you know, that person needs a box, they can find a box, they need a shirt, they'll find a shirt, they, they need a new landing net, they'll find a landing net kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. plenty of support. So that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I definitely will be taking a another look myself. So that's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks again, uh, Brandon King. That was a that was a beautiful interview. I definitely had fun, and thank you so much for for giving me the uh, the time and the opportunity. Yeah, I appreciate it, Andrew. Um, definitely would like to come back at uh, at any time in the future and continue our conversation for sure. Yeah, I would definitely like to see like you know a year from now or two years from now. You know, just do it do it almost every year, especially with the first hand few of. Uh, of people that I've guessed that I've uh, kind of made myself or that I've listed up for myself. Um, yeah, I definitely want to hear how everyone's doing. So that would be super cool. And that's what the society is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> right on, man. Well, you have yourself a great night and I will catch you later. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers, man. Yeah. So there we have it. That was Brandon King with Broken Tippet. Go give them a follow on the different social media platforms. And uh, till next time, I'll catch you guys later. Thank you for listening to Dead Drifter Society. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show and get to know Andrew on Instagram at Dead Drifter Society. Until next time.